Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast, Mama. I'm so excited you're here. Today's episode, we're going to be breaking down a recent Instagram post I did, actually. Um, So it's going to be a little bit different just because this Instagram post had so much going on, but honestly, still didn't go deep enough, in my opinion. So we're going to break it down, and it's going to be all about how to use or leverage nutrition when your kids are sick, what to do, what to focus on, what to forget about, all the things. So I can't wait to get into that topic. But first, I wanted to let you know that I'm actually teaching a free class just for you on September 7th at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, I am actually teaching on the top five most overlooked, under-talked about, and honestly downright sneaky reasons for picky eating and how to fix them if they're happening in your home. I can't wait to share this information with you guys. Last time I taught this class, I'm not kidding, people's minds were blown. (laughs) I had one woman actually type in and saying, my jaw is literally on the floor. I had no idea. Now, I'm really excited to let you know during the class what part she said this during because it's honestly so shocking. (laughs) There's a visual aid that I cannot forget from the last time that I taught this class. So I'm really excited to bring it back for you guys. Um, And if you haven't been to this class already, or even if you have, it's completely revamped. And I'm really excited to share this information with you. So I hope I see you there. I have the link down in the description box so you can register there. Um, And again, that is Tuesday, September 7th at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Central. If you register, of course, you will get the replay if you're not able to make it live. But... Just so you know, for those of you who come and hang out with me live, I am actually giving away a sweet freebie that you're not going to want to miss. So it's specifically something that a lot of you have asked for. So I'm really excited to do that as well. And you get it for free just for coming and hanging out with me. So it's going to be a good time. Not only are we teaching so much valuable information that you're going to be able to walk away with and actually start implementing some of those things in your home. And honestly, it is very possible that some of the tweaks that you need to be made in your home could change everything. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited because for those of you who want to take it one step further, learn a little bit more about what my Table Talk program is, who it was designed for, how it works, and if it can actually help you in your journey with picky eating. I'm excited to announce that I'll be adding some major bonuses starting that night. So we'll be talking about that a little bit at the end as well and taking any questions you might have. So it's going to be a good time. Trust me, you're going to want to skip bedtime that night, not just to coming out with me, but also because what a great excuse to get out of bedtime. Am I right? All right, now onto the episode. Let's bring it back. We're gonna break down a recent post that I had on my Instagram. Um, if you saw it or if you didn't, you can I'm I'm gonna link it down below for you guys so you can check it out. And we're just gonna go a little bit deeper, honestly, kind of slide by slide. So the whole reason why I made this post was because my kids got sick. <laughs> and if you guys have been paying attention at all, this year has been 
rough on kids for illnesses, right? Like their immune systems aren't necessarily what they used to be. We're going back into school. We're coming out of school. And of course there's COVID, but on top of that, just like RSV and colds and all these things are just really icky this year. And my kids got sick and I got a touch of it too, which you may be hearing in my voice right now, but it's also, you know, late and past my bedtime, and I'm recording in a closet. So it could be a multitude of things, <laughs> but essentially my kids got sick. No, it was not COVID. They were COVID negative. But what I will say is this really sparked me like, hey, I need to make this post. It's been on my list for a while. Now is the time to talk about how to handle our little ones when they get sick, because getting sick can really throw a wrench in how we're feeding them and how they're eating. And you know, truly change up our plans and they might be sleeping more or less. They might be hangrier or crankier. All the things change when they're sick, right? They just want to sit on your lap all day and they're covered in snot and they're coughing and they don't want to sit at the table and there's so much going on. So to be honest with you, a lot of stuff gets put on the back burner, right? I am a big believer on getting outside, getting in the sun, cuddles, right? Like all the things, all the comforts to bring them some semblance of peace. (laughs) But what I do want to make abundantly clear, especially when they're sick with the flu or cold, is to focus on hydration. That is without a doubt top tier and should be of utmost priority with your little ones being sick. Getting enough water can significantly decrease the time that they are sick and also just help their body function better, release some mucus, and really overall make things a little bit easier for them, therefore easier for you. So we want to make sure that they're staying very well hydrated. So what this looks like is about one cup of water per year of age per day. Now this is an average. It completely depends on your little one, how much they're eating, if they're throwing up, if they're completely congested, if it's hot outside, if they're still active or if they're doing nothing in their bed, of course it will change. But generally that's a really good place to start. Now, quick note here, if you have a baby who is sick, who's under six months old, water is not recommended for them. They can easily get overhydrated. And then between six months and a year, talk with your pediatrician, but probably just some sips of water here and there and um, making sure that you're still nursing them if you're breastfeeding or giving them their bottles regularly. Okay. So like I said, hydration, 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 super important here. Some ways to help with hydration are smoothies, popsicles, decaf herbal tea. Okay. No caffeine here, (laughs) even broth. Um, and of course juice. And I always like to water my juice down a little bit, um, just to kind of cut some of the sugar and sweetness. Um, it's also a little bit better for their teeth. And this round, I was actually watering my juice down with coconut water and I think it really helped. It didn't change the flavor very much. Maybe just one ounce of coconut water to every four I gave them of juice. So it was just slightly, but it really helped, um, increase the, um, electrolytes that they were getting. So I think this helped immensely. So some things to kind of limit are dairy and added sugars. Now, let me go a little deeper here because dairy in some research in higher amounts can add 
um, or accumulate more mucus for your little one. Now, this isn't true for everyone, to be clear, um, but it is something to be noted in the research. So, of course, a little dairy isn't going to hurt them, but here's what we did in our home. I kept dairy on the plate for things like cheese or yogurt, yogurt sticks, like kind of like popsicles. I throw them in the freezer. Great hack, by the way. Um, but I took milk off the table. I no longer served milk as a beverage. Instead, I did juice or water or smoothies or things like that. And this just kind of helped cut down our dairy a little bit. But honestly, I didn't really notice a difference. Now, as I'm looking at this post, I just realized I spelled dairy wrong. Ugh, and now I go die in a corner. <laughs> Oh, well, every post has a spelling error. Am I right? Please say I'm right. Um, And the next one is just added sugars. So I think this one was just on my mind to remind you that added sugars in these moments of sickness sometimes actually can be helpful. It can boost their blood sugar, give them a little bit of energy, help them kind of push over the edge. But a lot of times in these moments when they're sick and we're just kind of giving them whatever they will eat, it can end up adding up quite a bit with added sugar, right? Like popsicles, things like that, maybe even fruit snacks, whatever it might be to just help them a little bit might not serve us in the long run, let alone their immune system. So just something to keep in mind. Now, a lot of parents will ask me, how do I know if my little one's getting enough water? This is really important. We can monitor their urine output color um, and their odor as well. So maybe this is diapers for you. That's totally fine. Be counting their diapers, making sure that they're having a general um, good amount of wet diapers, usually between four to eight, depending on their age, of course, how many potty trips they're taking. And then it really shouldn't have a very strong smell. If it's really strong, then they're likely dehydrated. It should also be light yellow in color. Of course, only if they're going in the potty are you going to be able to tell this, but if it's light yellow, kind of like lemonade, that's ideal. We actually don't want their pee to be clear, especially for a long period of time. And if it's dark yellow, that can really indicate some dehydration. So that's a great way to monitor if your little one is getting enough. All right, so I also had a slide in here about foods that may help with sickness. So there's a lot going on in this slide, um, but I absolutely love it because I love the idea of like functional nutrition, using and leveraging nutrition to help us feel better faster, whether that's during sickness or not. So the first one I talk about is honey. Honey can be really soothing to the throat. It can actually suppress our cough. Um, And not to mention, if you get local honey, it can actually help you with your allergies as well. Now, reminder here, this is only for children above the age of one. Honey is not safe to give to babies. Their immune system can't quite handle it but that's a different episode. (laughs) So honey is a really great food to include. We were actually doing honey spoons. Someone asked what that meant. It literally just means I would dip a spoon in honey and then let them lick it off, right? Some of you might feel like this might be a little counterintuitive. I just said to limit added sugars, and now I'm saying I was giving my kids honey spoons. But here's the thing. The benefits of the honey were far outweighing the risks, if you will, or the downfalls of like technically added sugar. So something to keep in mind there. Next one is almonds. So there's this really interesting research out there about almonds, specifically the skin of almonds that help fight off viruses. So I figure it can't hurt. More research is always needed, especially when we're researching food and looking at their properties. But I find this to be really powerful and something that we can include in our diet quite easily, honestly. I just smash them up, mix them into their oatmeal, put them in like homemade granola bars or muffins or things like that. Or now my son's old enough to just pop them one at a time, which 
by the way, that took me a long time to just like let my kid eat whole nuts after years of being like, this is a choking hazard. And now I'm like, here you go. Here's an almond that fits in your windpipe just perfectly. Good luck. (laughs) Anyways, again, time for a different episode. But (laughs) the next thing is citrus. I feel like we all grew up with this um, kind of notion around vitamin C. And although the research doesn't show us what maybe many of us learned about vitamin C, it is true that if you're deficient in vitamin C, it can affect your immune system. So citrus for the win. Then we're looking at ginger, with which has, well, actually, I'll just pair ginger and garlic together because A, they go so perfectly together, but they also work in a very similar way. So they also have properties that help fight off viruses. So this can be really helpful to include in a tea, or I always put it in my chicken noodle soup or the broth that I give them. It's such an easy additive. Um, I also shared on my stories I think I put it on a highlight if you missed it, is a pineapple ginger smoothie. That was our immunity boosting smoothie. Uh, It helped us keep hydrated and also had some ginger in there. So that was awesome and tasted delicious. All right, the next one on this list is dark chocolate. Now, hear me out. There is research to show that dark chocolate as equally as powerful as codeine when we're talking about pain relief and um, cough suppression during a cold or a coughing fit. Isn't that wild? The way that it coats your throat can actually suppress your cough. And the research there is, of course, always needing more, but I figure can't hurt. Am I right? And I feel like who doesn't want to be the hero handing out dark chocolate when your little one's not feeling well? (laughs) So there's that. Here's a little mom tip, though. I kept ours in the freezer um, or in the fridge so that when they held onto it with their hands, it didn't immediately melt. Now, I'm not saying that it lasted forever, but I think it cut down on the melting a little bit. So that was really helpful. All right. Now, I did want to talk a little bit just about food in general um, while they're sick. So a lot of times their intake will actually decrease before they get sick. And you might see it as like, what the heck is going on? All of a sudden, they're not eating anything. And that's because their body is fighting off this illness. Now, of course, there might be the opposite kids as well who actually eat more because they're using more energy to fight off this illness. But just something to keep in mind that sometimes their intake dips because they're fighting off this virus and their appetite is actually suppressed. So this is really normal. Plus, and I think we all know this, their intake likely will decrease while they're sick which as a parent pains me, and I shared about this on my stories, because we just know how nourishing and helpful food can be. And to watch your little ones not eat, therefore not have energy to fight off the cold that's keeping them from eating, it's like this vicious cycle to watch. Am I right? It was so painful for me to watch my kids. But here's the thing. This is normal. This is actually a protective mechanism from their bodies saying, hey, we're fighting something. We're slowing down. We're really trying to fight this virus and our appetite can come later. Now, whether or not that's true, according to us, is something else. But here's the thing. What we do in those moments is to continue offering balanced meals at their regular times or at least close to that. Now, I honestly throw out the schedule when my kids are sick, mostly because it stresses me out, but I try to keep their rhythm generally the same. Now, if a kid is sleeping in our home, we do not wake them. That is not a thing that happens in our home, especially when they're sick. So I wouldn't recommend waking them if they're resting to eat. I hope that makes sense. And maybe that doesn't apply to everyone, but I think it's important. 
The next thing is I think that sticking to warm foods, especially when we have a cold, um, can be really helpful and nourishing. And honestly, tossing in some fan favorites, just some hit it out of the park, you know they're going to like it, foods, so that if they do have a little bit of an appetite, they're able and willing to eat, so they get that energy to continue fighting off that cold. All right. And finally, I did want to touch briefly on the brat diet. So the brat diet is typically something that's prescribed when kids are sick, specifically with diarrhea, but it always seems to come up when parents have kids with a cold or flu or really any illness. And I think that's just because it gets like circulated a lot. (laughs) And I think that's because doctors um, really like to just give out like this, like try this. You know what I mean? Like it's just easy for them to say, oh, do the brat diet, which by the way, if you don't know, the brat diet stands for bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. And this was kind of what pediatricians recommend when their little ones have an upset stomach, diarrhea, sometimes even constipation, honestly. And really, truly, I guess don't spend your time memorizing it because (laughs) although it's um, catchy and easy to remember, typically, it honestly isn't the best. And there's a reason, there's a lot of reasons for that. But the main one is that it really doesn't cover a variety of foods. Your kids aren't getting the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that they need to specifically reclaim their health. So really, it's probably not the best idea. And honestly, it's unnecessarily restrictive. It keeps parents in a box. And what we want to do here is actually increase or maybe not even increase, but continue offering a variety of foods so that our little ones are exposed to multiple foods and have that opportunity to eat them which is one of the best things we can do for the health of our child. All right, now I want to talk a little bit about vitamins, supplements to consider. Now, I'm not going to go deep here because we're already in too deep on this episode. I try to keep these 15 minutes. And in all reality, I'm hoping to do an Instagram Live very soon about vitamins and supplements, so whether they're sick or not. But I would encourage you, if you haven't seen it already, the post on my Instagram, I kind of talk about these supplements and vitamins to consider. So things like elderberry, which has shown in the research to shorten the length of a cold. Um, It doesn't necessarily help prevent the cold, but it does shorten the length of the the cold um, once it's in your body. So that can be really helpful, something to consider. You can actually make these yourself, which I think is really cool. I've never done it, but I want to. If I ever do, trust me, I'll share about it. Um, Magnesium can be a really important one. Vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc are really powerhouses when it comes to your immune system. Now, if I'm going to be honest, there are so many vitamins and minerals that need to be in play and not deficient in really, really for your immune system to be working properly. But these are kind of the powerhouses for it. So maybe just focusing on those types of foods or um, of course, vitamin D getting outside in the sunshine and even supplementing, which is one of the supplements I do recommend pretty much as a blanket for everybody. vitamin D, most people are deficient. Um, Of course, speak with your pediatrician and making sure there's nothing else going on that I don't know about um, before you start a vitamin D supplement, but pretty much across the board, people can benefit from it. And then another really great one to consider is probiotics. Now in an ideal world, you would actually start probiotics before you get sick because it's one of the best preventative measures we can take against getting sick because our gut health truly is our first preventative stop for um, viruses and colds and flus and all the germs. Our gut health, if it's strong, 
can really keep us from getting sick, which is so powerful. So probiotics in an ideal world would be implemented before we got sick. Not always possible, but uh, truly something to kind of pay attention to. And of course, speak with your pediatrician about probiotics because depending on your little one, if they have any medical um, diagnoses or anything that might be an indicator that probiotics are not a good choice for them, I want you to talk that through with your pediatrician. All right, I did kind of touch on my Instagram post about some preventative tactics to take that will help not only with a quicker recovery, but also preventing the cold or flu in the first place. So like I said before, a varied diet is one of the best things that we can do for our little ones round the clock, round the calendar year to help them keep them healthy. And that's because a varied diet directly impacts the quality of their gut health. Gut health, you guys, like I said, first stop for our immune system. It can really keep out a lot of really bad bugs, which again goes with probiotics as well. Hand washing and oral hygiene, huge, lots of research on continuing to brush your teeth really well, even when you're sick. Like, there have been days where I've been so sick I don't get out of bed, but I have to brush my teeth because I know how important it is to keep your oral hygiene at its tip-top shape. And there's actually research to support this to shorten the length of colds and viruses and things like that, which I think is pretty cool. And of course, good sleep. Now, this is the pot calling the kettle black here. Not great at sleeping. I don't even want to tell you what time it is right now that I'm recording this, but it's a good reminder to all of us that truly sleep is one of the best defenses we have against illnesses, both acute and chronic. So something to keep in mind, not only for you, but also your little one. And then all vitamin deficiencies. So like I said before, there's a lot of vitamins and minerals that go into play in the mechanism of our immune system. So preventing those vitamin deficiencies, again, through varied diet, maybe even with supplementation, is really important to keep our immune system at tip top shape. Okay. And then if you're following along on Instagram, I did just do a kind of like mom to mom advice um, on my last slide that were just things that helped us. Now I did share this all to my stories in like a day in the life of a sick family and put it into a highlight. So you can check that out as well. But essentially I really focused on hydration, so much water, popsicles, getting outside, cuddles, rest, movies, warm baths, steam showers. Um, we use, I called it Vicks Vapor Rub. We actually kind of like make our own, but it's essentially Vicks Vapor Rub on the bottom of their feet and their chest. This is something that was recommended by our pediatrician, whom I absolutely love. Um, the honey spoons, like I talked about, we would go on walks, really getting outside. I swear the sun not only helps with vitamin D, but does something freaking magical to our moods, to our energy levels, to our, you know, fighting off illnesses. The sun is really, really powerful. We did a lot of reading and massage using humidifiers, humidifiers, whether cold humidifier or warm humidifier, both super helpful. I always make a huge batch of my homemade chicken noodle soup, which Truly, my kids don't eat super well, but I always scoop up a little broth and put it in a mug for them, and they love it. They feel like it's like tea, so I do that for them. And like I said, I add extra ginger, extra garlic, 
extra turmeric as well. And then um, we look at kind of their diet as a whole and see if we need to fill in any gaps with vitamins or supplements, the elderberry I always love using, and some extra prayer. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope it's something you can reference when you need it. Although I hope you don't need it too often. So of course, I'm wishing you guys health and all the good things, sending all the good vibes, praying for you guys to keep you healthy in this season that I know is really rough on so much of us, especially right now during back to school. Ugh, mama, my thoughts are with you. It has been rough. So all that to say, I hope this episode was helpful. If it was, it would mean the world to me if you shared it and pass it around because we all want to help each other out. And if this is at all helpful, let's spread it around. Let's spread it, but not like a virus. Okay. Don't spread it like a virus. Spread it like, spread it like sunshine. Wash your hands. No viruses, just sunshine. (laughs) All right, you guys, now I need to go to bed. All right. We'll touch base next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.